Hey, what's going on? It's your girl, Miss DJ Hoodie, getting at you guys in my whip. Driving Uber right now. I'm parked, and the time right now is 12.16. It's midnight. And, <clears throat> yeah, just um, waiting for rides. And i like to welcome you guys to the Why Run podcast here at thekivas.fm. I am your host, Miss DJ Hoodie. And yeah, welcome to part two of We Don't Know. Yeah, and if you missed part one, I will for sure put a link so you guys can go check it out. Uh, it has to do uh, mostly I had no intentions of having it revolve around Lifetime's documentary um, of the surviving R. Kelly. And yeah, I kind of went in with talking about Sparkle and Aaliyah. And okay, let's see here. I guess you guys are going to be coming with me on a ride. I hope you guys don't mind. Um, yeah, but you know what? I should probably just let this go because I usually have like music playing. So, um, yeah, for my passengers because they don't like the silence and the awkwardness. <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, I'll be there in like five minutes. That's what it says. But, um, yeah, you know what? I'll just go ahead and let this go. Um, I'll talk to you guys in a little bit. Peace. Killbox Studios. Yeah. What up? Pressure. Representing my homie. DJ Miss Hoodie, what's good? The girl get a grind on, man, for real. Check it. Queens in the building, stand up. Tell me, have you seen her? Who stepped in the arena? Miss Hoodie serving, he crossed the net like Serena. And everything she played is great. So let the haters hate. Virus to their database, scrambling their data rate. Plus I got your back like scoliosis Pressure got the antidote, be careful of the dosage The girl is everywhere, yup, every known geography Plus she get a swerve on with zero toxicology The hottest beat, hoodie and pressure in the building Of course the competition's mad, we meant to hurt your feelings We see through all the politics, the truth is so revealing We underground as hell, you hear us banging on the ceiling Queens representative, Arizona resident Call up a detective, truth is in the evidence And evidently present is a force that makes you hesitant Miss Hoodie's red light is on, destruction is eminence. Hey, what's up? I am back, and what's so crazy is I just dropped this guy off at the very same place that I was like an hour ago. It's crazy. And the previous ride, I tried to make my way back to the middle of the valley. And when I got there, it was 
<laughs> this last guy and I came literally back to the same area. That's kind of annoying, <laughs> but I mean, it's fine. I'm making my way back to the middle of the valley. Once again, I'm just going to take my time. I'm probably going to do one more ride and I think that will be it for the end of the night. Uh, the time right now is 12.46 and I'm getting on the highway. And back on with the podcast. <laughs> I apologize, you guys. Um, so... slow because I just put in gas I got like a full tank so yeah I'm not trying to like kill all my gas right away <clears throat> but um anyways so um what I was saying was check out part one <laughs> to uh we don't know part one on the wine run podcast and um as I said it's about R. Kelly Aaliyah and Sparkle go check it out and in this podcast, I'm going to be talking about um, my experience uh, in abuse, I guess. Um, I wasn't, like, physically abused as far as, like, being hit or, um, well, I guess so, maybe in a way, uh, picked on, but... I, I don't think I call it, like, physical, physical. Um, in, in that way. Uh, I would say, however, sexually, you know, um, well, molested, touched. And the emotional and mental abuse. Um, I've, I think I've said all of this before but um if you guys missed all of that I'm I came out with this like years ago and it's true um I was touched and forced to do things that I didn't understand as a child and um it was by family members And I would go into it, but I'm not going to. Um, it's just something that I that I went through when I was a kid, like maybe seven years old. And I was told that it was called playing. Okay, and. I had absolutely no clue what it really was. I was just told it was called playing. And it happened for, I would say, like a couple years. Um, yeah, and... I'm just thankful that... Well, 
let me say this. I'm thankful that I didn't let it corrupt me in a negative way because I know that when people go through things or maybe it was because I didn't understand it and then when I did I just kind of went through all of the emotions and I didn't um, pretend well I, I would be lying if I said that um gosh I don't I don't know why I I didn't have the natural reaction I guess if I could even call it a natural reaction when people get molested or sexually abused or you know it's like people just kind of carry that with them but I think because I was very 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 young and didn't know what it was for the longest time I guess it just had a different it, I guess it did something to me from when I first found out and then it was just kind of like I was just dead inside about it I don't think well I know that sounds like not healthy but I would like to think or maybe that's just denial I mean if there's any psychiatrists out there that are analyzing me right now would probably say that I'm in denial when I feel like it made me strong mentally and I'll explain that in a little bit but I did not know what sex was at that age at seven years old up until this is quite embarrassing I did not know what sex was until I was in 10th grade in high school very very embarrassing and what's so crazy was that once I found out what sex was I analyzed my childhood and it was around me everywhere and I had no idea absolutely no idea what the heck was What? Oh my gosh. Um, I'll start from the beginning. <laughs> um, I remember when I was in fourth grade, I had a friend. She was actually a neighbor and she was a year, uh, a grade under. So she was in third grade, I was in fourth grade. And she came to school one time with lollipops. And she was like handing them out to like her friends. And I was the type of kid that was, she was like my only friend. And even though she was in a different grade, like I, I never had friends. I, was, I wasn't friends with my classmates. 
I was just a very quiet child. I learned differently. Like, I caught on to things very, very late. Uh, and I think, well, I know because of that, teachers thought that I was slow. Like, I was, something was wrong with me mentally. Like, I just had a different way of learning. And it was just always, difficult for me to catch on to things and it's probably why I didn't know what sex was like I just you know but anyhow uh my friend she came to school with lollipops or suckers and she was handing them out to all her friends and you know I didn't know her friends I didn't know anybody like I said she was like my only friend and you know when you're a kid when you <laughs> When you see, like, candy or, you know, like, you're, all you know is that you want one. In their case, it represented something, if you get what I'm saying, kid. And she said something to, like, all of her girlfriends, and I was in attendance. And she was like, I know how you can get boys to like you. And then all the girls were like, what, how, you know, like, tell us how. And she was like, just go up to your crush and just, like, just suck on the lollipop. Like, just suck on the sucker. And, like, do it like this. And do it slow. And so she kind of demonstrated. And, you know, me, like, <laughs> I was already, like, sucking on my sucker. But, you know, like, I was just looking at her like what's the point of all of that like I just didn't get it and all the girls they were like blushing and giggling and like oh my god and you know like all of them got it and I was just looking at her like what the heck how does this make guys like you like I just couldn't my mind was not there you know like it that's kind of, you know, I, I, it wasn't, I wasn't introduced to that, you know, like, I, I had no idea, and so, like, all the girls started doing that, like, they all just kind of split up on the playground, on the playground, and I had to watch what the hell this was, <laughs> And I'm the type of, I was the type of kid that I learned when I saw things. So, it's like, if you get on a swing and if you start swinging and then if you fall off and hurt yourself and you start crying, I made a note to myself and I said, oh, hell no. I am, because that happened, because one of my classmates got on that thing and was swinging and hurt themselves I am never getting on a swing like that's that's how I learned as a kid and um so when I seen that you know what they were doing on a playground I just didn't get it and poor things like the boys they were looking at these girls 
with their heads tilted to the side. Like they were trying to, like they didn't get it either. They were just like looking so confused. And these girls were like, oh, do you like it? And these boys are like, huh? You know, like they were, and I was like, right? I don't, I don't get that either. And what was so funny was that <laughs> the boys wanted candy. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, it, it's just so weird. It was just so weird. And uh, that was fourth grade. When I got into fifth grade, um, we were playing like these uh, ball games like with a dodgeball and we were just like making up our own mm, I don't know like just, just 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 stupid rules and things and uh, I don't I don't know like it's it's so hard to explain but um it was too like, like the, I, I don't know, I guess like the wording or the sentences or the, the game went somehow, like you have to answer a question and you can like bounce the ball or like, you know, something like that. And the girls were saying things like, like, oh, your mom is so dumb that she thought I a cactus was a condom or not not a condom like a dildo or something and in my mind I'm like okay I know what a cactus is but what the fuck is a dildo like and and all everybody that was playing a game were like ew or oh my gosh and eh. and you know like me I just kind of like went off reactions so like when everybody was like ew ew that's gross that's disgusting what did I say I was like ew gross I don't know what it is but I guess it's disgusting ew 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 you know so I guess you can say all through my childhood. I got away with it because of their reactions helping me out. And then it was like, um, let's see, sixth grade when, oh my God. Okay, first of all, when I was in fifth grade, I was listening, I was bumping the song by Moke and Stuff called He's Mine. And it's a song about cheating and like, sex and you know what I'm saying like this oh my god like making love and shit you know and I was singing that when I was in fifth grade not knowing what the hell it was you know and in my mind it was a love song you know it sounded good they're singing you know and it was like my favorite song like it, it's oh my god just oh my god that was in fifth grade sixth grade was when tlc came out with their second album crazy sexy cool and it has songs like digging on you and red light special and those are like all sex songs and i bought that album and 
you know, Chili's on there, like, she's moaning, and then, like, there's a song called Let's Do It Again, and, oh, my God, like, and see, I was, like, listening to all those songs, and I was singing along to all those songs, not knowing what the fuck they were talking about. That <sighs> is embarrassing. Um... So, yeah, like, I'm just, like, <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Like, it's just, it, it's so embarrassing. So silly, but it's, like, my mind remained pure. And, see, I was, like, really big, like, into music. And even as a child, I was listening to, like, Two Life Crew and, you know, they're, singing of oh my god like they're they're like the nastiest group male group out there and it's just and I'm like singing along to all of that and oh my gosh like who else was nasty as fuck like I was and I'm I'm just a kid and I'm listening I'm listening to like hip-hop and you know singing along to whatever it was that they was rapping and singing about without knowing in high or junior high um swv came out with an album called release some tension and we all know what that means but see me it's like it was something else in my mind like uh, i don't know and then they came out with like can we and then there's like um I want to ride you all night. Like, there's that song. I don't remember the name of that song. But, like, I was singing along to that. And, like, um, even when they came out with, like, New new Beginning. Like, that one came out when I was in sixth grade also. And um, they had, like, a few sex tracks on there. So, for me, like, it just didn't click in my head. Like, like, why are they moaning? Like, you know, I I guess I took it like like it was a humming. You know how you hum to a song? Like, them moaning. I, I thought it was like a harmony thing. You know what I'm saying? I was that... <laughs> I was that pure. And, you know, in junior high, they have, like, sex education... I never took that. I never took that class. Why? Because uh, I've been traveling so much alongside my parents to this day. Ever since I was a baby, I've been traveling everywhere. And so my parents, they would always pull me out of school. That was why I missed sex education. So I got through junior high listening to Tupac, listening to, you know, like all those crazy, you know, like genuine and, you know, all, all, you know, you know, you know, listening to, you know, like Foxy Brown, Jay-Z, um, they all had like, mentions of sex and fucking and you know all of that got through junior high fine you know (laughs) 
Um, and I'm I'm missing a few things, but I I guess I'll I'll say it like in a second, like after the break. Um, but what I will, what I'm gonna go into right now, very quickly, is when I got to high school. The junior high contacted the high school and they said, Adriel Coinva has never completed sex ed class. Um, for like after lunch, have her go come back to the junior high. And it, it was like literally like right next to each other. So it was like just like a short walk. Send her over after lunch. That way she can take the, I think it was like two or three hour sex ed class. Um, she can sit in with, with the seventh graders or something. That way she gets her, you know, she can get a, um, a pass on her records. So when they told me I had to go back just for the afternoon, I was like, okay, cool. So I went over and I'm like sitting in with these other fucking kids that were younger than me. Oh my god. I was Oh my god, like I was so scared. Like we're sitting there fucking watching porn and everybody in there was like all giggly and like oh my god and like blushing and you know just making fun of the whole thing. I'm sitting there like with tears in my eyes and the reason why I was borderline going to cry was because of what I told you guys that that what I was seeing on the screen was what was done to me and I was forced to do and especially when they said, oh, you don't do this until you're you're really in love. You don't do this until you're married or you don't do this until you're ready to have a family. You don't do this. You know, like it. I felt. It, it was really, really bad. Um, especially like, you know, you're, you're seeing the, you're seeing the guy, you know, like touch himself and, you know, and then they like introduce the condom and I'm like, that's what a fucking condom is. Like, I just, I was devastated. And then they were like, um talking about like uh toys and things and adult toys uh porn and um like diseases and like pregnancy and see like all of that was just thrown at me like in three hours and I was forced to sit in there because there was I believe it was like four times I tried to leave and they told me to sit down they never once asked what was wrong or why I was so upset, like nothing. And that's where they failed as teachers. 
But after all that, I was scared of everybody. I... If you were a guy, I told you to, like, stay the fuck away from me. Um, Don't touch me. Like, you know, I had, you know, I, I, it was bad. And I remember leaving the class. I went to the girl's bathroom I didn't even want to sit on a toilet seat like I was that scared I didn't want to touch anything and I cried I was bawling and I just totally forgot that I was in junior high you know like I (laughs) I went yeah I stayed on their junior high campus I said, fuck this shit, fuck this whole day, I'm leaving. I walked home. Crying. (laughs) And see, I had a CD player Walkman. I couldn't even listen to my music because... It all made sense. You know, I listened to... Oh, my God. Like, I I had my CDs, and when I heard a song, and, and, like, a mention of that stuff... Oh, my God. I, I, I just walked home with no music. And... You know, music was my everything. Like, music was my everything. It still is, but at that time, it was like... SWV betrayed me. Like, I felt like I was lied to. I felt like I was betrayed. Like, I felt like I couldn't depend on them anymore. I felt like they did me dirty. I... Felt like, how could you guys do this? Like, having sex is the worst. Having sex is a no-no. Like, having sex is just as bad as doing drugs and violence. And, you know, like, I, it was that bad. Like, I just felt like I hated everybody. Because it's like, now... I like I hated all my classmates because they were all like talking about it, about what they've done and who they're doing it with and you know shit like that and I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about and I thought it was just like a crush thing and just just like a kiss and like that was it like and what's so crazy was when I was a kid I never asked or I never had that curiosity of where do babies come from? Like, I never had that curiosity. Never. I never asked that question of my parents. Like, they gave me a Cabbage Patch doll. And it's so funny because we were talking about it yesterday. And uh, I named him Telity. <laughs> that was his name and I miss him. I miss my Cabbage Patch. But even that, like, I never... 
you know, I knew Teleti was my son and I was his mom, but I never was like, by the way, where do babies come from? Like, I never had that curiosity. Like, never. Uh, and I did not listen to music for a very long time. And when I went back to high school, I just felt like it was everywhere. I felt like I was just around sex-crazed classmates, you know. And when they talked about something, I'm just, like, wanting... Like, I just was dying inside. Like, I'm just, like, you know... um, When you live kind of, like, in in almost, like, a small town... Not that it was, like, you know, we're, like, on the outskirts of, like, Phoenix, but it appeared like it was a a small town. You're, You're in high school with people that you first went to kindergarten with. So, basically, you grew up with these other kids. And I felt like I didn't know them because... They knew shit all this time that I did it. I did not know. It's like, who are these people? Who are these? You know, and I just looked at them like they were just the most disgusting things that I went to school with all this time. And I, I too, felt like I was betrayed by them. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. And, um... yeah it was it was that it was like that and um I had a really hard time a really hard time and the hardest thing too was just I I really felt alone. Like, I felt like I'm gonna die alone. You know what I'm saying? And especially, like, what happened to me at seven years old. Being touched and being told that it's playing was actually wrong. And, you know, in sex ed class, they say, you know, children aren't supposed to be exposed to that sort of thing. Uh, it, it should be told to them, talked about, explained, and, you know, practice abstinence and protection. And see, like, I didn't have any of that. And um, realizing what was done to me, I was, I didn't know how to be around my family members and uh, yeah stay tuned Tell you any different Yeah, yeah, yeah They don't know about us They don't know about it, about it. I owe it all to you Yeah, yeah, yeah
right now. So yeah. <laughs> okay, so um finishing up part two. Yeah, that's how I learned about what sex was. And I mean, what can I say when I'm over it, you know? What can I say? It's already been done. And um, some people have asked me in the past if that has really interfered with me having intimacy. And actually, no, it doesn't. Um, it did at first. I, oh my goodness, like I... Oh my gosh, you guys. Like, my life is just so crazy. Oh my gosh. Just, oh my gosh. Like, I... I don't feel like I owe you guys anything as far as an explanation. But it would make a lot more sense if it was explained. And why things happened the way that it went and how it's going believe it or not and that should probably be my next podcast it will not be a part three though um it's just gonna be like a whole different um topic and um let me tell you guys <laughs> i don't like the fact that these podcasts are all revolved around me because I know a lot of people think that I'm self-centered and all I do is talk about myself. But when people ask me things and how I get by or get through things, what makes me strong as a person, and just my own personal experiences, I, I'm guessing that they learn from them. But... For me, especially like with the Why Run podcast, my whole thing around Why Run is why run? Like why run away from all of these things because I got Okay. I got to not really saying I have to go, but I'm going right now to go pick up this person. And, um, you know, that's the whole point of why run is to not run away from your problems and recognize what the heck is going on and face it. And, you know, um, I know a lot of people don't get that, and that's perfectly fine, but, um, that's the whole story behind why run, is the whole purpose of why run, is from all my experiences, and you know what, I really should, um, I'll pause this, and I'll get right back to you guys, hold on. Hey, I am back. I did two rides and now I'm just kind of waiting for the chime to come on but 
<clears throat> what was I talking about? Um, I don't remember what I was talking about. Sorry, you guys. But, um... Was it the meaning to why run? I don't remember. But, um... My whole thing is teaching those not to run away from their problems. Like, face it. Like, why are you running? And, um... I... I don't want to well the whole purpose too to why run was to have more spiritual insight and spiritual things do happen in today's modern society and i'm just trying to help people recognize and um you know to see that it does happen in everyday life um, and I don't really believe it to be within a certain religion, but it's just positivity, it's negativity, it's vibes and personal space, and it's all of that. And, you know, with why run, it's like there's more to it than someone being angry with you like it's jealousy and all of these things I believe can manifest into something I don't want to say greater but something worse and that's something that I want to make aware that's why it's like it's very important to face these things head on and you know there's times where things are gonna get down or get you down and it may stay down for a while but if you have a strong mind to get yourself out of the situation um you know yeah you can you can hurt and you can cry and you can like go through the feelings I know I mentioned that before go through the feelings and, you know, that's that's the only way and the best way, one of the best ways to really get to know yourself is when it is that self-awareness. And that's a lot of people, I, I think they lack that because that's why now, nowadays everybody's like, don't get caught up in your feelings and, you know, it's bad to it's just bad like that's what people kind of make it out to be if somebody wants to correct me I'm open but uh, I'm not gonna say that I'm gonna try to prove that person wrong but I I personally feel that there's a lot more to it than what that person may see to what another person may see and vice versa you know but the whole thing is to try to understand not just our feelings, but each other's feelings. You know, see, that's where recognition comes, not just within yourself, but within other people. And a lot of people, I feel, have a very hard time with that. So why run 
it's it's going to fill that void but it's going to surface a lot of shit and that's what i want you should want that too and face those things and not be don't run away from it it's like because for me it's like why are you running why run face it you know fix it solve it and you'll be happier you'll be stronger you'll be knowledgeable and things will just come a lot more clear and things may just fall more better into place quicker and it's probably going to be a lot more easier and it's okay you know like that's that's the whole thing and with me being it I looked at what happened to me in this way and I know that is the very reason why I'm not damaged and I'm not I'm not holding that within myself and when it comes to the people that actually have done that to me it's like we know and because we know I could fuck up your life by telling and saying and confronting you in front of other family members like this is what you've done now you have to answer to your children you have to answer to your wives you are the shitty person more coming up after this ride hey guys i am back just got finished with the ride i actually lifted this guy before like a year ago i think and uh, yeah he was telling me that he's moving to colorado in a few months so we were just kind of talking about that and the first time i lifted him like we were not talking like we were just like dead quiet like we didn't know what to say to each other but i was like hey i think i lifted you before and he's like yeah he's i'm pretty sure you did and um yeah we just started talking from there it was cool um so yeah back to the why run podcast and its meaning that's that's what why run represents that's why i created why run is to just face face these things and you know um as i was saying that's why whatever happens to me yeah, I, I actually go through the feelings. Like, I really do. Like, I I cry. I, you know, I get angry. Um, you know, I just, I feel everything. And that's why I know myself more than anyone could ever know me. And, you know, people, they have their bullshit assumptions about me. Like, a lot of people say that I'm spoiled. A lot of people say that I'm self-centered because, what? I talk about myself 
a whole whole lot like what I just mentioned a while ago and it's like experiences people it's not like I'm so in love with myself that I talk about myself like it's not even that like I've been through a lot you know um even like in my in my early 20s like I've I've been through so so much already in a short amount of time and a lot of people they just couldn't get it like they they just assumed a lot of things that were false about me and it's like I know myself like what are you talking about like I've been through a lot of bad shit um nothing as far as like um well when I say gone through bad shit that simply means like you know how I told you guys about the swinging like you know if you're swinging you fall you hurt yourself I'm not doing it I'm done you know like I I will not so when I say gone through a lot of bad shit is that I have experienced bad things, but I never ever stuck around. I never allowed myself to put up with it. So I've been in physical abusive relationships and it was like, you lay a hand on me, we are done. Like, I will not listen to your sorries. I will not listen to like, how much you're stressed out you put your hand on me so I know now not to be with you you cannot you are not good under pressure you're very quick to get angry and you put your hand on me I do not want this life so bye like that's why I'm really good at letting people go like I'm really good at that and a lot of people are afraid of that. Like, they're, you know, it's like, if you fuck with me, if you, like, fuck up our friendship or, you know, like, I'm just straight done. Like, I will not check up on you. I will not stalk your Facebook page or Twitter page. Like, you're, like, I can train my mind so well that, like, I didn't even know you. Like, I've never fucked with you. I, we never had any kind of interaction. Like, I'm very good at that. And a lot of people, they pop back up into my life with their sorries or sometimes it's not even apologies. Like, some people, they pop back into my life like, like, nothing happened and it's like okay you want to play that game I can play that shit too but I still will remember what the fuck you did how you how I felt you know um a lot of people they say oh my god you didn't let that go or oh my god you're still hanging on to that and it's like how was how you treated me okay so if anyone's in denial, you're in denial because you want to act like you didn't do anything to me. See, see how, see how that 
how people can manipulate and twist and turn shit to make you appear like you're the crazy one? I don't think so. I will make you feel like shit because you should feel like shit. And you should apologize. And you should recognize what the fuck you do to people. Like you're an asshole. And some people nowadays, they take that as a compliment. And it's to, and those people I stay the fuck away from. I really do. Um, but... What happened to me as a seven-year-old, yeah, like, I, I had I had problems. Like, you know, um, just the way I learned as a kid. Like, see, that's, like, a whole nother podcast, too, in itself. Um, I just took things real too literally. And a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, like, I wasn't that serious. Or, oh, my gosh, like, that was just a joke. Or, oh, my gosh, like, and it's like, you can't tell a child that, you know. And to me, when people say that, to me, this is my opinion. You guys can drop your opinions if you want. But to me, it's like, you're playing games. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if you say this, you know, for me, it's like, do what you say you're going to do and mean what you say you mean, you know? And with people, they're, you know, they say, oh, my God, I was just joking. Like, oh, my God, you took that too little. Like, oh, my God, you're so stupid. And, oh, my God, like, you know, see, like, they're blaming you. And it's like, you're the one playing games, you know? Like, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Like, that's how I am. And a lot of people, they're not used to that. So when I actually act on those things, they still look at you like you're crazy because they're like, oh my God, I was just kidding. And oh my God, you actually did it. And it's like, you have a mental illness for, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, why is it my, I said I was going to do it and I did it. And you're calling me crazy? Like, to me... That that does blow me. But, um, again, if you respond to me in that way, if you talk to me that way, I will not fuck with you again. I will not. Um, because explaining is stressful. It really is. Um, having to explain myself right now isn't stressful because... I should not be the only one that feels this way. I should not. You know, and that's the whole thing about joining communities is to align these facts, our facts, with each other's and care for one another. And a lot of people, they're not into that because why? They don't want to be all up in their feelings and it's, it's more than that. It's like I'm stronger than you because I can be all up in my feelings and be all right and be stronger than you because you can't. You know, and let me tell you, a lot of people think that that's bullying or that's, you know, talking shit or, you know, like a lot of my content gets taken down because... 
I, I guess I speak this way and it's my passion. That's what you're hearing is my passion. But see, a lot of people, they don't know how to listen to the message. They only give a fuck about the tone in your voice. That's crazy. You Don't you see how backwards that is? Like, how are you going to listen to the tone in my voice and not listen to the message? Something's wrong with you. If you if you want to point fingers, you know. But um, whatever bad situation that I get into, yeah, I do get down. I do get sad. I do cry. I do get angry. I get depressed. Um, I get stressed out. I get headaches, and I lose my passion. Um, I can't work. I can't drive. I just have no conversation for your ass when I am this way. But once I go through those feelings and healing myself, even though it takes days, even though I don't care how long it takes, the bottom line is I'm going to get better and... No more, you know? Um, Do these feelings come back? Yes, they do. I am human. I'm going to feel. And I wouldn't have it any other way because being all, being not all up in your feelings, like, you know, avoidance. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's solving everything. Avoiding it. That's weak stuff right there. That's a weak person. I am not that. I will confront you. I'll ask you. I'm not going to hit you. But I will ask you, like, hey, are we okay? Like, I feel I feel like you're mad at me. Like, you know, I'll ask people directly, like, you know, and, and people, they cannot handle confrontation but they're the first ones to play a video of people running up on someone, confronting, let's do the air quotes, confronting, and then just straight beating the hell out of it. And everyone whipping out their phones. No one's calling the damn cops or the ambulance. No one's trying to break it up. But you can't take an adult conversation and not beat each other up. And not getting each other's faces. But see, that's what people are comfortable with. They adapt it to that. And I don't think it's right. That's terrible, if you ask me. But people... I, I don't. I do not like saying, oh, it is what it is. But it, it's so sad that people are conditioned this, this way. And I don't need them around me, you know. Um, About confronting my molesters, I should say. Mm, I played their game, you know, because they've shown their faces quite recently. And for me, it's... 
I hold the key. I got the hammer that would shatter their lives. You know? And I'm not saying I'm going to use it to my advantage, but it's like this. I will say it when I am on my deathbed. And I can leave this earth while you go on with your shit life having to explain yourself to everybody. You know, and for me, it's not quite as getting back at somebody. Like, it's just, yo, by the way, you know, since you you lived your your full life getting away with it, let me tell you guys something of what this piece of shit has done. You know? And, um, however it's going to work out after I'm gone is just how it's going to work out. I wouldn't even come back to haunt their asses. I wouldn't. You know, it's it's left. It's done. You know, and somebody's going to know. And I, I've already, I've already told my folks about it. Um, but there are traitors out there. There are people that are still interacting with them that are still in my life. And, you know, even that is a betrayal. But where does that go? That's in my brain and that's in my heart. I will never forget that. So if there was an argument or a question of who do I trust, see right there, I know who not to trust with my life because they still interact with these people even though they know what they've done to me see that's what hurts but it's gonna come out when it comes out and I'm not gonna force that you know and um, that's why when I think about the teenage girls with R. Kelly, I kind of understand that, you know. Um, the justice system is all screwed up. Not everyone gets justice. And nobody really gets what they deserve because they got money. And if they got money, they got protection in jail. They got all these lawyers and they got you know, people that are, that they, that put the, they put the fear in those people to not speak. So you kind of got it made behind bars. Like you have every, you, you have a system. It's your own system. And that's how you want it. You piece of shit. You know, like that, that's really how I feel about it. And you know, for me, yeah, it's, it's, you have to realize that you just may not win. And it's okay to lose. 
yeah, they'll get their shine right now. But a lot of people, they like to, you know, talk uh, karma. But I don't think they really understand karma. They just see it as something that, you know, fires back at you. True, but there's a lot more to that. And you got to use your brain. You got to use your heart. You got to use your feelings to really know what karma is. And again, that's what people lack. They like, they can say, oh, that's karma. That's karma at its best. Oh, I love when karma just comes at your ass that fast. But it's more than that. It's more than that. Oh, why can't you see there's more than that? You know, like, it's... A lot of people think they know, but they don't know. Um, I guess that's it. That's all I got for this podcast. I was supposed to come out with this yesterday, but, you know... <laughs> I still hung out with you guys um, this morning and this evening. And um, it's 9.50 now. It's almost 10 o'clock. And I'll probably stay out driving until 12 maybe. Like I got to move away from this area. I've been here sitting here and I didn't get any rides. So I'm, I always like to change up my locations. Um... So, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and do that. But I hope you guys really, really learned something, not just how embarrassing it was for me to not know what sex was and be able to go through my childhood and the majority of my teenage years not knowing what it was and just um, how I dealt with it. <laughs> Um, how I got over it when it came to music, I just, I mean, I, I listened to the songs that didn't talk about that, like didn't rap or sing about that. That's kind of how I transitioned to, uh, you know what, like, you know, studying their lyrics and studying who they are as an artist and their hardships in life and the shit that they go through uh, being discussed in articles and radio interviews and things, it was like, okay, like, they're not all about sex, you know, so they're really this magnificent singer or rapper or, you know, they're so great, they're so great at what they do, they have talent and I still admire them, so that's kind of like how I got out of that, but, um, yeah. <laughs> um, in the next podcast, I don't know if it's going to be an entire podcast about what I went through when it came to intimacy, but um, I it will be mentioned for those that um, maybe you guys still have a hard time with it. If anything happened to you like what happened to me if it still bothers you because sometimes I do like 
you know, I mean, I, I, I enjoy intimacy. Like I really, really do. But there are times when I think about it and I just, I, I lose that feeling for a while and, uh, I can discuss how I get out of that, you know, and, and what I've done and in hopes that it will help somebody out there. I don't know who, but, um, you know, it's, that's the great thing about content is that it's out there for anybody at any time. So I hope you guys, um, <laughs> appreciated this podcast and you guys got to know me a little bit more. Um, you know, it's, it's my life and it's what I went through. And a, a lot of people went through a lot more worse shit than I did. Um, mine is just, mine is just a fraction of, not, not even a fraction of that, like, you know, um, but it's there, it's me, it's how I learn, it's how I think, and it's how I feel, so if there's anyone out there like myself that has been through a sim, through similar situations, the content's there, so... Thank you guys so much for listening to the Why Run podcast uh, here on thekivas.fm. And don't forget to add, rate, comment, subscribe, and share. And yo, I've been saving this. I know I didn't mention it, but I'm going to mention it now. Your girl is finally back on iTunes. I was off of iTunes for about two years. My content got rejected um, due to I and what I received was the things that I talk about and the titles to my podcast. They were a bit, um, I, I don't want to say graphic, but inappropriate, I should say. But I'm back on iTunes now, and all you guys have to do is search uh, the Why Run podcast or my name, Audrey Alcoinva, or Miss DJ Hoodie, and it should pop up in iTunes um, app and desktop. So I'm quite happy to be back on iTunes, man. It's been too long, and um, yeah, I have a lot of great content coming up for you guys, and I hope you guys will tune in and listen and support and you know share and um interact comment all of that i would really appreciate it and um yeah until my next podcast i'll talk to you guys then peace